Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Ugandan podcast. I am Rita Kanyamujuni and I am your host. Now, on the Ugandan podcast, we talk about everything Ugandan and being Ugandan. Now, in this particular edition and for this month, we are going to be taking a look at women in tech. It's the Women's Month and it's a good time to highlight them, their challenges, how they are thriving and what you can take from this. In this particular edition, I am joined by Lisa Kosima. A lady who you might have heard her say, welcome to my YouTube channel. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, yeah. and share. Yeah. Did I get it right? Yes, I oh, turned on your notification bell so she don't miss a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Lisa. And on another side, she's also on Instagram. Okay. Um, quite a good following over there. 46,000. Yeah, yeah, as of now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it could grow. We don't even know what it could be it like. It has grow. It will grow. Yes. And from there, she's making some good money as she shares content about being a mother, being a wife, being a woman on the family side of things. Yes. But before Lisa became that, for six years, you were in an office. Mm -hmm. You caught up eight to five. Mm. Sometimes it was longer. Mm. What was that like? Oh, um, I actually enjoyed it. Uh, I was working at a leadership and management consulting firm called Acclaim Africa wonderful organization i was an analyst there and also an executive assistant to my uh, to the md yeah and i loved doing it because i was helping organizations you know with their strategies and business planning and all that um but along the journey i'm very passionate about family you know i discovered my purpose you know that i'm here to build stronger families so i knew that that needed me to be you know, out there, how do you build strong families? First of all, my family has to be strong, but then I need to help others build it. So I, you know, looked for a platform and I said, mm. YouTube is it because YouTube is worldwide. It's not just Uganda, it's everywhere. So I wanted to impact families worldwide. So yeah, it was amazing. Uh, I had an, a good employer and I was able to talk to him about, you know, my challenge with trying to juggle the family and the work. And he was so receptive. He was like, you know, Let's walk this journey with you. I asked to work two days a week. He accepted because I was going through, I just given birth to my second child and I was going through some sort of depression and I was just trying to find out who am I, you know. So he accepted and I worked two days a week, but yo, balancing it all was not easy. Uh, so as I started that, I realized I needed to let go of one thing and purpose was just calling me. It was calling me on this other side. So yeah. It was amazing, but then it for a season, it ended, and then I started content creation fully. Yeah, I was starting content creation fully. Yeah. Is that bit where they'll say, you know, these people come onto their stories or they come onto YouTube and say, yeah, people have asked me and now yeah. I want to recommend this or give a review <laughs> on something. What was the following like when you decided to take the big leap? Mm, actually, people don't even believe it, but I was never on Instagram. I started on YouTube. I didn't even know. What influencers? I didn't even know there were influencers, like honestly. So I started on YouTube because that was my main platform. I learned about, you know, how to thrive on YouTube, how to make some money on YouTube. And then as I did, as I was researching, I landed on a course on a YouTube challenge. And they told us you need to leverage other platforms. So I was like, okay. So yeah, open up an Instagram, open up a TikTok, you know, maximize Facebook, you know, put your content out there so that people can see you, you know? So that's what I did. And then I opened, you know, Instagram. So I was at zero and you start following people, your cousins, your relatives, you know, you know that drill. So then I started to just put content out there. 
use the YouTube content and share it on there, share a bit of my life. So I, there was really no following. It was like from zero to now 46,000. Yeah. yeah. Did you have to draw a line? Because when you say you're sharing with everyone, everything about you, mm. I must say that not only Ugandans, but people just seem not to know where the boundaries yeah. are. Mm. So did you have to draw a boundary? Yes, I had actually a chat with my husband when we were starting out. Um, what can we share? And of course, in the beginning, we didn't know where it was going. So we also didn't know. But we're like, okay, maybe not showing children in the beginning. But then as I kept, you know, going on, I realized if I'm going to build strong families and I'm teaching my children how to memorize scripture, I need to show the world how I'm doing it. So mm, we may need to sacrifice that, you know, to help people. Because I keep telling uh, people here that we are not born for ourselves. We are born for others. So that is a sacrifice that I'm making to help you build strong families. Okay. <laughs> so now with that sacrifice, you leave, you left your job. Yeah. So this salary, this expectation at mm. every end of the month, mm. somehow gone. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. So meaning you had to put in some work. But what was it like monetizing your content? Yeah. So because I planned, the transition was a bit smooth. You know, I... I was working then two days a week so the salary of course reduced so it showed us you know what it's like having less salary than what I, you I had so the pool in the family reduced but then it helped us plan okay are we going to reduce our expenses what are we going to do are we going to increase income how are we going to do it you know and things like that so like I mentioned I was researching you know how to make YouTube thrive how to make money and there are lots of ways to monetize content. And I learned that on YouTube, they'll pay you ads. They'll, they'll show ads on your channel. Then you earn something. And in the beginning, I was like, okay, wow, I'm going to make money. ETC had watched a video. I think Anne Kansimi had shared her journey and how she got a few millions and showed, you know, her producer at that time. I was like, wow, one million. Oh, God, I'm going to make it. You know, so I put in the work. And let me tell you, it's not easy. Uh, YouTube has like... Um, but the criteria, like before you earn, you must have 1,000 subscribers, 4,000 hours of watch time. And then when you get there, that's not it. It's Big just the beginning. Like, because to, to get a lot of money on YouTube, you need so many viewers to watch your videos. And remember, you guys are always skipping ads. <laughs> look at them look at them the next yeah. time you're watching something skip ad skip ad come on just call it one minute of the ad you know think of Lisa at yes. the end of the month yeah so you know and things like that so I realized that uh, my shortest path to revenue was not going to be YouTube ads mm -hmm. YouTube ads was going to be great it's going to come in whenever because I look at YouTube as an investment an asset for like you know as your channel grows but it, at the beginning you can't be counting YouTube ads yeah. So I discovered my shortest path to revenue was going to be through other platforms like Instagram, okay, which are a bit, you know, faster and brands can work with you on Instagram. And then as I grew my platform, I realized I had a community. Mm -hmm. And now I have knowledge. For example, I've had my house help now for five years. Okay, there's something I'm doing, right? How about if I put something together, a digital product, mm -hmm. and then I sell it at maybe 20K, for my followers to buy and maybe they could you know find some help with this household help issue mm. and it worked and i made quite a bit of money how much were you charging for that in the beginning i think i charged 20k mm -hmm. for the house help kit it was a digital product it had at that point it had only an appraisal tool like how to appraise them 
And then as I kept improving, it now has a recruitment guide, how to recruit them better, an appraisal tool because they need to be appraised, orientation guide, and then, you know, things like that. So I realized that people are following you for a reason. You're inspiring them. You have some knowledge. Put it to use. Monetize your knowledge. So 20,000, how much is it going for now? So it was... It was now, it, I had made it, I think, 40k at the time, and then I did a discount. It's now at 25k. You can still get 25k, guys. Are you seeing how I'm just helping you? Yeah, manage the house feels better. So things like that. Yeah. So you're trying to say that YouTube is one of the places, but mm -hmm. there were these other places. So you had brands coming to you. Yes. Um, how much is the most you charge? Or how much is the list that you charge? So it depends, you know, it depends because sometimes I have small businesses that come to me and I advertise them on my stories for like 25K on market days, mm -hmm. but I can even charge up to 6 million, 10 million, 11 million, depending on what package you want. Mm. So when you build this community, brands come, it's like you are a bill, what can I say? It's like your platform is a potential billboard yeah. because so many people have eyes on you eyes on your channel, eyes on your videos, so they can advertise with you and then you push out products that I use that you, you want to try out and things like that. And that will bring in money. So there is YouTube ads that can help you get money, uh, monetizing your knowledge that you can sell. Uh, then there's brand collaborations and things like that. So, and yeah. market days. And well. market days. Yeah. And events. Yeah. You can now put out events and people come and then you speak to them and inspire them. Do you have a line where if I came around and said, hey, Lisa, I'm going to bring 15 million to the table. Mm. I want you to be able to put this out as a brand mm. for me. Mm. Would you be willing? Yes, yes. it depends. Don't you have a line that you draw? To now, we need to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, does that fit with the kind of... Because also as a brand, you need to know who are you targeting. So Lisa has moms, wives, husbands, you know, family, children, you know, all those things. Like you're targeting moms, you know, because... We have children, etc. So it's not just anyone. What? Who are you trying to reach? Does it align with me? Like there are some things I can't promote, like alcohol, because for me I'm born again, so I will not be able to work with UBL, for example. You know, and that's okay. You can't reach everyone. You know. So yeah. So we'll have to talk through what exactly do you want to achieve? Who are you as a brand? Does that fit in into my brand? Yeah. yeah. Is there any strange offer that you have ever gotten and you're like, mm, no? I will not say strange because by the time a brand reaches out, they have seen you. They know what you can and what you cannot do. So I've not gotten strange, strange, strange. Yeah, no, I haven't. No, no, I haven't. Okay. Yeah. Well, for now you're on the safe side. Yes, yes I am. <laughs> um, what or who would be a person you'd like to sit down with for dinner? A lady, Ugandan, if you got just 30 minutes of dinner with her. Ugandan. Ugandan, yeah. Yeah. And why? And why? Um, Ugandan. Well, Flavia Tumsime is a good one. I, I think she, you know, I love how she speaks. I love what, she, the, you know, the kind of work she does. She has really grown over time. And yeah, I think I would love to have a chat with her because she's always on Instagram and she inspires women. She shares her story. And I, and I think she's strong. She's a strong woman. And having a chat with her would be amazing. Mm. Yeah. So, hey, Flavia. Flavia. <laughs> Lisa, in short, mm. let's put it out there. Shooting my shot. 30 minutes. <laughs> only 30 minutes. <laughs> yes. Only. 30 minutes are enough for me. Mm. <laughs> I don't need more. Okay. Yeah. Um, what's the most important message that you would like 
a Ugandan woman out there who is listening to this podcast, who's watching us on YouTube, when it comes to content creation, or who perhaps just been serious, like maybe this is a place I could go. What would you want her to know? I just want you to know that content creation can be a job because, you know, there's a lot of people feel like when you're on, on online, you're just a uh, yeah? slay queen, you're just, you know. But no, you can actually uh, put out content and earn from it. The one thing I will say is that be yourself. Be authentic, be yourself, and then add value because you cannot be Lisa Kusima, you cannot be Rita Kanya, you are you. So be who you are because everyone was starting out um, some people, you know, told me, you know, you don't speak like that because I'm very animated. You know, I like to use my hands and what. So maybe they wanted me to be like, oh, you know, and um, I can't. I can't because I can't. That's not who I am. Yeah. So be yourself. Your your tribe, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm. You get. So if I'm like this, then the people who like that will come to me. So be yourself. And then um, you have a lot of knowledge in your head. Like there's and lots of experiences. People want to learn something from you. Mm. So share it. Don't be afraid. Because so many times we're afraid. What will people think about me? What if it doesn't work out? What if it works? What just if it, what if just it what if it works? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of opportunity online. You can do it. Just put yourself out there, punch fear in the face and go for it. Be consistent, be authentic, and add value. Because power is asking for they need they need answers. Just solve them. Yeah. Just give them those answers. Give a solution. Give a solution. If I always looking, always looking, how can I learn makeup? Or how can I use a camera? You know, just put it out there. Yeah. Mm. Well, going back to something that you mentioned, when it comes to the money part of it, mm. you say brands can give you up to six million mm. or something, even higher than that. Yeah. But in the same space that they're putting this ad, which might be on your story mm. or eventually in a post that you put up, we also have television. We have uh, newspapers, we have radios, yeah. which sometimes actually will charge less. Mm -hmm. So why would they come to Lisa and not come to the television? I will not say yeah. one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you see, when you put out a billboard, for example, um, people are passing, all kinds of people. But when you put uh, an advert on Lisa Kusima's channel, they trust me. And it's targeted. It's targeted. When you put out a Pampas billboard, for example, if people are not mothers. Everyone is just passing by. They're not interested. I will look and continue. But when you use Lisa Kusima, you know who she is. You know the kind of people that she has. They trust her because people buy from people. Mm -hmm. If I use something and I love it, I will recommend it. And then people are like, oh, okay, you know, okay, I can try that. Or they see my blazer. You know, they look at it and they're like, I want to look like Lisa, you know. So people trust me. People believe in what I say. That's the difference. You see, with radio, TV, ETC, it's a good platform because you reach so many. But then here it's targeted, it's niche, and you're sure that the right people you want are going to listen. So you have ears, you know, your ears are on the right people. So, yeah, so that's what I can say. And TV, all the things are nice. But just try. And everyone is on their phone. That's the thing about social media is that now everyone is on their phone. Yeah. Everywhere they're going, even as they're driving, sadly, you know. Yeah. So tap into it. If you're a brand out there, try social media influencing. It works. 
And when you talk about social media influencing, there is the elephant in the room, mm. which is, you know, so we'll just give you freebies first, mm. um, exposure. You know your numbers for now. We can't really give you, but with time, we shall come back to you and give you money. Mm. There's that bit of, yeah, you're starting out, but when do you say, I'm not going to be able to advertise for yeah. you for free? Yeah. yeah. So when you're starting out, I would advise anyone to take the PR, the PR packages. Because it's, you see, you, you're just starting. So no one knows you. Just try it out and then show the brand, you know, the value that you can offer them. Send them those stats. Let them see that, okay, 100 people have seen because you're starting out. So take on those free freebies in the beginning. But once you have built your brand, don't take free things. Because, you see, when you start taking free things, they will tell another brand, she will do for you for free. Just send her lipstick. But you see, lipstick does not put food on the table. I already have lipstick. I already have it. So now when you give me free lipstick, honestly, how is it going to help me? But I just like to uh, analyze and ask myself, how am I, am I going to learn from this, from this uh, work? Maybe they, they want me to, to take a photo of this product. Maybe I'm going to learn how photo taking skills. Okay. I could take the free, the free thing. Um, maybe it's going to help me enter that network. Because once you work with a brand and they see what, that you're good, Okay, they're more willing now to offer something, a paying job next time. So just analyze, you know, what can I get from this? It has to be a win-win. You can't just be giving free-free all the time. So make that analysis and then, you know, do something about it. But don't be taking free stuff every time. Because they want to give you exposure, but now, huh, I'm already exposed, huh? What okay. more? Okay, thank you. <laughs> what more can you give me? Yeah. You know, things like that. So you ask those questions to yourself and sit down with yourself. Yes, and then I analyze. Okay. Now, one of those that I just have to know. What's the strangest hour you have gotten up to create content? Oh, my God. Mm. I think there's a time I slept. Okay, for some people, not be late. But as a mom, it's late. Mm -hmm. It was like midnight. I was shooting content, you know, trying to take pictures of perfume, etc., but that shows you that you're passionate about something. And that's why I tell people, why are you there? You have to have a reason. So for me, I think about a mother out there that needs me. So I need to, I need to get up. So sometimes, even when I was pregnant, I remember I, would, I had morning sickness and sometimes I'd be throwing up, but I would still come on Instagram and show up and tell people how to go through this because it's not about me. It's about helping someone out there. A mother, a wife needs you and things like that. So... I have gone late, but I, I know that I need to get this done. Okay, so Lisa, I have followed you. Mm. I won't lie, I'm a mother, and there are times Lisa would recommend something that would actually help me yeah. through the process, mm. um, some products that you have said. But mm. there are times that I saw you go through experiences. Mm. You literally took us through your birth process. Yeah. And I wondered, when do you take a break as a content creator? <laughs> huh? Yeah. Because... Many people in the former experience uh, industry will mm. say there are times when you stop work yeah. for what you're about to go through. Mm. But content creation is your job. Yeah, You took us through the labor process, mm. through the pain. I believe it was your husband who was recording all of So when was the husband you know, saying, sorry, sorry, we're going to get through this. Yeah. And then he's on the other side. Yeah. Um, so I like to be that person for other mothers. For example, when I got pregnant, I got married early. Uh, then I got pregnant. I didn't have people around me. How oh, early, Lisa? Because now we have to investigate. Was it above <laughs> 18? <laughs> I was above 18. Okay. But I was about 22. My husband didn't like me saying my age. But I was about <laughs> 22. 
And I didn't, all my friends were not married. They were not pregnant. They're not given birth. So I was alone. And I remember going through those challenges and I was like, oh my God, I wish I knew this. Like, what? You know? And I want to be that voice for someone. So when I'm going through labor, I want to show people what to expect. You know, like now, for example, my labor was so short. It was such a miracle because all my other labors would go like 27 hours. And I want to show that journey and show you that, you know, you can do this. People are going through labor and they are, you know, they are scared. So sometimes as a content creator, yes, you have to see what is content and what is not because anything can be content. But then I assess, is this going to help someone? If it's going to help someone, if I can do it, why not do it? You know, because someone out there, you know, I get messages from people saying, oh, thank you for, you know, telling me about this hospital or this guy. And, oh, my God, he has blessed me and things like that. If I did share, mm -hmm. they would be also be struggling and going through the same mistakes I did in the beginning. Mm -hmm. No, we are not allowing that. Mm -hmm. You're going to do better. Okay. Now, challenges. Let's talk about it. We have talked about the money, how nice it is. We've yeah. talked about the sacrifice and yeah. this point. But what are the challenges that you go through as a content creator? Mm -hmm. So for me, the first challenge, um, because, you know, purpose should pay you. I always tell people purpose should pay you. So as you come onto this journey, money has to come through in one way or another. But the challenge we find, uh, for example, with brands is that they are so focused on numbers. You know, mm, you're just 5K. Mm -mm. They feel like you won't give them value. And then, they, you know, they go out for the bigger influencers. And yet sometimes the smaller creators have a lot of, like, trust with their community. Yes, I have 5,000 followers, but all 5,000 of them trust me and will buy what I recommend. And yet you might have 3 million and guys don't want to know. Like, they just, they're there for vibes. Mm -hmm. So sometimes brands are so focused on the numbers that they forget to they don't want to work with you know smaller creators and then that's how we're going to grow so if brads could also look at the you know the smaller creators and just work with them and see that they actually can bring value then it would be so important to be so good so that's one of the challenges i faced especially when i was you know coming up um the other challenge is internet this is the space we are living in but yo internet is expensive there are so many restrictions so you can't use some some features on Instagram because you don't have a VPN and things like that. So it, it really, it makes our, our work hard. Yeah. So those are some of the challenges. And then imposter syndrome. Okay. You know, you come on here, you're telling people about marriage, but in your head, something is telling you, who are you? How dare you? I remember when I was uh, just got, a, got a married three years in, I was sharing my four lessons in four years of marriage and people bashed me. Really? How dare you share? lessons that you just four years in marriage like what do you know what do you know wait until you're 10 years you know tonalava you know and things like that but, hey, you had yeah. but like i'm just sharing my experiences so some of those things the negativity that comes with it can just make you feel like you're not adequate how do you deal with that negativity yeah because if you're seeing those comments are you like i'll, I'll block you mm. how do you deal with them <laughs> So for me, I just let people be like, I know where I'm here. You know, the one who brought me here. You know, I keep telling people that uh, it was not a conference call when God called me. Mm -hmm. It was private. So I know where I'm there. When the negative comment comes, it's hurtful, of course. But you don't let it, you know, spoil your day. Or, you know, sometimes I share with my husband and telling Manang, this chick told me that uh, why I talk too much or things like that. You know, it's hurtful. But then... Yeah. You remember why you're there. Focus mm -hmm. on the positives mm -hmm. because so many people are being impacted and they're sharing with you all these nice things, how you've helped them. Focus on those ones because many times we focus on the negative, the one, two, three. Focus on the 1,000 who are 
cheering you on. Yeah, that what that's what keeps me going. Okay. Yeah. Men, women in the content creation space. Mm-hmm. Do you find that the women are thriving more in that space? Do you find that it's a space for both men and women to create content and influence? I honestly know like a handful of men creators. I don't even know they can feel the hard. I don't know them. Yeah, but I, I think women are just pouring through. They are doing it. They are stepping out. I love it. I love it. So I don't know about the men, honestly, but uh, I think, I don't know, because if it's camera, maybe they are shy or they feel like it's a woman thing. I honestly don't know, but the women are taking over. So in Women's Month, you're yeah. telling women? I'll be telling women, punch fear in the face. Do what you have to do. That thing, that dream that you have, now is the time to do it. So we're getting into a part of the podcast that's quite interesting. It's really quick. We don't want you to think for so long. Okay. Three questions and a very short time. Okay. Yeah. So once I say one, two, three, four, five, you answer. All right. Yeah. Five seconds. Pressure. Pressure indeed. <laughs> it's called quick fire. Mm. So um, what's that one treat you'd wish a Ugandan woman to experience? One, two, three, four, five. Travel. Travel. Where? Travel. Singapore. Amazing place. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. So much fun, so much shopping. It's everything in one. Like it has everything. Yes. And in Uganda? In Uganda, I think ginger is beautiful. Yeah, ginger, source of the Nile, budget jumping. You have to try it. Yeah, let the adrenaline just come through. Now, the subject, let's go to education in mm. Uganda. That one subject that really, it really stressed you, Lisa. Yeah. Every time you thought of, I have an exam in this, you're like, yeah. ah. Chemistry. Let me tell you, I did coaching. They took me for coaching, but I did coaching. And even after coaching, the equations were just not balancing. <laughs> like, I don't know why. <laughs> so in the end, how did it? How did the I, equation balance? Uh, I think I got a four. Yeah, too bad. Credit four. Yeah, credit too bad, but you, you don't you try. You I tried. Yeah. I tried, but yeah. <laughs> and lastly, what's that one thing that you always have in your handbag? Today you walked in with two. Mm. I know content creators, you can't know which bag is for which part. You had two with her. So what's that one thing that's always in your handbag? So the other one was a pump. That's why I have two, but uh, lipstick. Lipstick, even at home. Guys, don't be looking ashy and shabby. Ladies, put some lipstick on or some lip gloss. Yeah, fire. So that when the husband comes, Barangi. He's seeing that you're, you're shining. You just marinate yourself the entire day at exactly. home. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is Lisa Kusim. It was glad to have you on the Ugandan podcast. Before we let you go, yeah. what's that one thing the ministry, the Ugandan government could do for you as content creators? Please, uh, internet, lower the charges with internet, and then, you know, uh, make it, content creation is a job, so just push it out there, enable us to thrive. Yeah, that's what I can say. Yeah. Lisa, thank you so much for joining us on the Ugandan podcast. Mm-hmm. It was glad having you. Thank you for having me. A lot of women and maybe also now men will perhaps aspire to buy a few things for their wives. Yes. Yes, like yes. you said, those lipstick things. Mm. Lipstick, or even this blazer, by the way, my husband bought for Valentine's. So please, men out there, invest in your wives. The men who are watching and listening, what is the last thing you got for your wife? May not have been on Valentine's Day, but what's the last thing you got her? Please yeah. think about it. Okay, well, Lisa, I was glad once again having yeah. you on the Ugandan podcast. Thank you. For those who have been able to listen, to watch, maybe there's something they have picked up. Yeah. Yeah, content creation. I know that it's something that you can do mm. and you can make money. You can. Yeah, it just requires sacrifice mm. of time. Of you have to sit down with yourself and think through it all. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe I will also go on to the other side of things. 
and get a pen and paper and start to write. We are waiting for you. Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> the Ugandan podcast is across all platforms and they're just right there below the screen. Share, share, subscribe. And um, like Lisa says, the notification bell. Turn on the notification bell so you don't miss any episode. Well said. Yeah. Hi, the lonely man. I'm You're an excellent understanding. I'm going to do it. 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 I'm going to do it.